0: Blob Talk Radio Blob Talk Radio Good evening and welcome to the Angel Connection, a weekly show about all things angelic with your host, international healer and author, C.J. Martes.
1: Well, good evening, my angel friends. This is CJ Martis. You're listening to the Angel Connection Show on Friday, February 1st. Okay, I do have to ask one question to all you guys out there. Where did January go? (laughs) I am suddenly struck by the fact that it is already February 1st. So anyway, I've heard it's been kind of a bumpy January for most people heading into the new year, but... um, Maybe we can unwind, relax a little bit. I hope you had a great week. And tonight I get to have kind of a fun show. It's the first teaching show of 2013. I always love when I can share my wisdom with all of you. So tonight I'm going to be sharing pearls of wisdom I've learned along the way, thanks to the powerful influence of the Creator and the angels in my life. And I thought we'd have a little fun with it, actually, and use some synchronicity. So I prepared... Uh, probably more pearls than we'll have time to cover in the hour. Who knows? So I'll be using some synchronicity tonight by pulling pearls at random from my bag of wisdom pearls. Can you hear them? Yes, they're there. So these are gems that we're going to pull out and talk about tonight. I have a short announcement about the official release date for the new book in print format. I know a lot of people are waiting for that before they get the book of Angel Incarnate One Birth. And that would be February 12th. I want to give a shout-out to my editor, Sunny, who's the most incredible woman. And she is my angel right now as she is diligently running through the last edit. So lots of angels to be with her as she gets that get set done. Then I get to begin working on the second book in the series called Two Worlds. So what everybody's telling me when they get to the end of the fir- but first book is, where is the second book? Because I really want to gobble it up quick. But promise it will be done this year. Uh, that's what the angels say anyway. And then there are a total of four planned, believe it or not. So for more information, visit the official site, www.angelincarnate.com, to learn more about it. Well, I have some prayer requests uh, this week. And this is a personal prayer request from you guys. Um a friend of mine named Ron, his friend Jill, and his eight-year-old son, Tyler. You might have seen these posts on Facebook. we in a freak car accident this past week. Tyler's still uh, in critical condition. He's fighting to stay, you know, and I ask that you pray for Tyler and his recovery. Please also pray for Ron and Tyler's mother, Becky, for strength. This has got to be a difficult time for them as a parent and that they can have, you know, greater faith during this difficult and uncertain time. So those of you that have been praying, thank you, thank you, thank you. And please continue to do so because I think... You know, this this week's going to be a really crucial week. So I know from my own husband's accident, prayers work miracles. So I believe in the power of prayer, and so thank you very much for honoring my prayer request. Well, I got the inspiring story this week, and it was a little unusual because a lot of times I'm talking about car accidents, you know, and and, you know this segment, if you listen to the show, is all about people being that good Samaritan, behaving like an angel, being in the right place at the right time, which I believe there are no accidents. So, <clears throat> in Colorado, and the headline reads "Good Samaritan Saves Freezing Man." So that's why I gravitated toward it. It was kind of I was like, "How did he save this freezing man?" Well, a local man was stranded uh, somehow for almost two days and was uh, nearly freezing to death in a wooded area. And so um, he just he was so frozen that he couldn't he couldn't get anywhere. And um, a, de- a gentleman was out for a walk, and he said that all of a sudden he hears somebody calling for help. And I said, What's wrong? And he says, I can't move. At first, uh, he really didn't know what to think of the stranger who he could actually barely see behind a very thick bush. And he says, I can't- Why can't you move? And the man says, I'm frozen. Well, this man made his way across uh, the creek. Uh, got up to where he was and was stunned to find that this man was so, so cold that he could not get up. He said, I've never seen that before. His hands were blue, very frozen, his fingers all the way from the knuckle down. And the Good Samaritan, unfortunately, had no cell phone. So what's more incredible than this man coming along at the right, being in the right place at the right time to save this man's life, is that he lifted a 200 plus pound man over his shoulder and carried him a half mile to safety. Well, first of all, I probably couldn't pick up a 200-pound man, pound man. Um, but he he saved his life by doing this incredible uh, act for him. So, you know, the man is probably going to lose a few fingers and toes, but that's okay if he's still alive to tell the tale of that that day. So... Um, so kudos to this gentleman who saved this man who was, certainly would not be around if he hadn't come along and carried him. I was thinking about, let's like a half mile, you know, in a car, that's not very far, but on foot across rugged terrain is quite a feat, um, to do, so wow. So that was very inspiring for me this week as I shared that story with you guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, before we get to these fun pearls that I've got to share this evening with you, without further ado, we're going to do the angel message for the week here, guys. Dear ones, this will be a more intense week than you've had so far this year. Okay, I'm going to stop right now and tell everyone to quit groaning, okay, <laughs> because I know it's been intense, but let's just why they're saying it will be intense, and it's in a particular way. There have there is a wave of higher frequency energies entering the world right now. This will heighten or enhance your inner state of being, whatever it may be. If you've felt more intense emotions over the past couple of weeks, couple of days, excuse me, then you're already probably being affected by this influx of energy. So what we're saying is whatever your inner state or inner quality is, you will get a stronger experience of it. If your inner state is in distress, then you will feel this distress more intensely. If your inner state is at peace, then you will feel that quality of energy more intensely. What will cause you to have greater difficulty during these periods of time when the divine energies are much stronger is correlated to how much inner resistance you have. Another way for us to state this is that if you have a big need to always be in control, you will have much harder or greater issues. Looking at resistance and control this week will be important in order for you to stay in balance Be more mindful of your resistance, what conflicts happen inside of you during each day. Pay attention to times possibly when your body gets tense or maybe you keep trying to move forward on something but just can't seem to get it done. This can reveal types of resistances that you may have. Observe also whenever you have a strong reaction to an idea or you immediately reject an experience. This can reveal your ego is trying to control too much. Your journey is in many ways about surrendering and letting go. In order to grow, you must often clearly make a choice to surrender and give up the control, surrendering to your authentic and divine nature, surrendering an outcome or expectation, surrendering the need to plan everything, surrendering the fear and taking an action and so forth. How often do you commit to yourself consciously to surrender something? Do you just keep pushing and pushing where you consciously want to go, or do you see your resistance and let go? Is it it's time for you to learn to let more go this week and allow your inner wisdom to and light to shine through? Remember that attempting control to control events in your life only limit your light in the world and keeps you in fear. But you are meant to shine and become all that you are throughout your life. Self-limitations can be worked through and released. You can create a new reality for yourself this year. If you find yourself out of balance this week, please remember this message and then consciously return yourself to the current moment. Breathe deeply three times and surrender yourself to the power of who you really are. Know that you can call upon us at any time for support and strength in order to overcome whatever obstacle that challenges you in your life. And that's exactly why we're here. Until next time, dear ones, we are the Seraphim. Well, I think that's a powerful message. We've had some intense energies. But, you know, for myself on the path, especially talking about pearls of wisdom, you'll probably hear me hit some of the points in this message about those inner resistances, those ways that we kind of fight the path. And we've all been there. We've all done that. But, you know, it's something that we need to more consciously work on this week, Um in releasing, you know, the little ways that we we believe or at least the ego believes we can control things. You know, I had so many experiences over the past two years. Every time that I thought I could control or plan something, the angels just, you know, they were really nice to me. Of course they're angels, but they're like, CJ, come on now, you know, just let go. And that's all they would say. I'm like, I'm letting go. It's like, you're not letting go enough. You know, so there was... Uh, a very uh, conscious, you know, type of process, trying to let go of, you know, those expectations and things like that that we often may have that get in our way. We just don't realize that we have them. So they have worked hard on that one for me. So I will uh, send you lots of love and light this week, practicing those particular attributes. So we are doing something to me really fun, but then that, you know, if you listen to the archetype show, I'm. Um one of mine's the teacher, so I love these kinds of shows where I can share wisdom, you know, and I invite you if you want to share your own wisdom or things that you learned a lot of the way or you have questions you know might you might hear something go c j how am I on earth am I gonna do that? Call me 877-296-0345. okay, so I'm gonna reach into my pearls of wisdom bag. yes, I know this is cute, but I thought this up earlier this week, and I wanted to do it tonight. Okay. So, first pearl. Ah, this is a good one. Attitude is everything. Okay, this is what I mean. Well, it actually, this particular pearl to include in my bag tonight was, I was at the chiropractor the other day, and I saw this inspirational poster. Now, I don't know if you've seen them in offices. They say success, aspire, you know, all these things. Well, I'm looking at it. You know how we just sort of dismiss things that are around us, but this time I, I looked at it, and it said attitude. And then it had this quote, and this is the quote, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've got to include this on the show. The quote was, a pessimist, and it had a, excuse me, a sailboat on it, just so you get the reference to this quote. It says, a pessimist complains about the wind, an optimist expects the winds to change, and a leader adjusts the sails. Well, you know, when I read this poster for myself in my own journey, I thought, how true. I learned this early on from the angels, that I needed to attempt to maintain a fairly positive attitude about my life in order to heal and to eventually get in touch with the authentic me. So your attitude about anything is actually a choice. Now, see, I didn't understand that when I was younger because I was really living my life from that space of being a victim. Okay, so an example of this one, how attitude is everything really applies to life, because, you know, I I try to make this stuff applicable to everyday life so that you can integrate these little pearls of wisdom along the way. But let's just say my alarm didn't go off. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I didn't sleep very well last night. I am just dragging. We've all had those mornings. You might have had one this like that this morning, if so, thank you for tuning in. But my mind would go into crazy places, you know, oh my gosh, it's gonna be a crappy day. I just know it. Well I didn't realize I would, that would. that's pretty much what I was gonna get, right? A hard day, tired all day. And it's not that we can keep those intrusive thoughts away either necessarily. You know, we might initially have that thought. It's going to be a crappy day. I just know it. But we always can change that point of view or choose to change it. So I'll stop myself and go, no. You know what? It's going to be a fine day. Yeah, I'm a little behind, but that's not a big deal. It's going to be a beautiful day. And then I open, you know, myself to those experiences. So just because the day starts out one way doesn't mean that we can't have an attitude adjustment consciously, I guess, is what I'm saying, To to... And create a different possibility, yeah, you know, but boy, when we feel out of control, we're just running all over the place, like chickens with their head cut off, you know, <laughs> we just we've all been there, so I don't need to belabor this first pearl, certainly, so let's see what other pearl do we have from the angels now, okay, oh, I like this one. Here's this pearl. you are not your ego. I like to call this pearl and call our ego silencing the inner know-it-all. And it makes me chuckle when I think about that. But, you know, when we are triggered by change or something else in our life, our little ego, well, trying to be a big ego, can try to use our intelligence to rationalize continuing to cling you know, to unhealthy habits or stay on this path because that's where you want to be rather than you know what really actually works for you so i've had to learn over the years to cultivate a level of flexibility, you know, in the ego and understand how, you know, how it tries to do certain things and 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 helping to to encourage this flexibility because we limit ourselves a great deal. I know i did. When we hold this inflexible view of the world, ourselves and other people. And it is the ego that truly has this very fixed inflexible view doesn't want anything to change doesn't want any you know anyone to see you know when we have our hair all messed up or something you know all these things you know and to me, flexibility just means that we have to learn to go with the flow, whatever is occurring in our life rather than resist it or reject it and I think it's important to remember something that I learned along the way it was very crucial, that even the humblest and selfless person can be tripped up by the ego now let me let me explain that i know we equate you know when somebody says a person's ego with what we see as this arrogant egotistical person but the ego the the harder parts of the ego are the ways that it sort of trips us up in a very subtle way well i know you're wanting to know well how does it do that some people do ask me though how how can i tell if the ego's got me if At if, if that subtle, subtle level. So here's some suggestions of things. If it, if it fits, fine. If you think I'm crazy, then you might want to look at that. No, Jackie, <laughs> I guess the ego likes to say those things, too. So are you a person that often has arguments with yourself about common things or situations? Often there's these little fights within you about what is either right or wrong, or internal discussions about what you should or shouldn't do. These little self-arguments can also contain some sort of justification, what we call rationalization, for feeling a certain way or going against your wisdom. I can relate to that one. You can often reach, The next one is you can often reach a decision about something just fine, but maybe vacillate back and forth on whether or not your decision is the right one. Or you automatically dismiss or reject without even a little consideration the loving advice of other people, believing that only you know. That's an ego thing. What if you often resist things that are better for you? It's like you know that's the way you've got to go, but you convince yourself that's not the way to go. Another subtle way that the ego can kinda of hook us, you talk to yourself out of things that get you out of the comfort zone or even that you enjoy. I don't have time for that. I've got to do this, I've got to be this, I gotta be here, I gotta be there. And this comes up I think even when we're looking at balance. I know everyone's feeling this intensity of energy these past few weeks. It is about balance, guys, you know. And it's about um taking care of, you know, our needs sometimes, taking some stuff off our plate. Did we overload ourselves again? Hey, that's okay, but maybe you got to do something different with what's going on. So those are just different ways, there's a million of them I think. That you know, that that if we identify that that little talking process or little chat that's going on in your head really is your ego trying to control something, that's when we can what the buddhist or you know teachers often call monkey mind right the part of your mind that goes all over the place that doesn't you know have much wisdom it's just acting and reacting and making up stories and all kinds of things but hey i don't want to give a preview of the other pearl so we're going to pull another one all right pearl number 3 this is a this is a great one this is an awesome one don't take everything personally, I used to believe it or not and i and I talk a lot about like my early twenties. you know these I was a very different person than I am today. It took a lot of interpersonal work uh anything that I've got on my show, you guys know that I don't share it unless I've done it, but I used to be a person that took everything that happened in my life that I felt was negative as a personal attack. God hates me, that person doesn't like me, whatever. Okay. It's because of our woundedness that we feel that the actions of others mean this or that, whatever we define that meaning. But the actions of others are really not about us at all. Other people are not to blame because they act differently than we think they should. The other person and the distressing behavior get created because of their emotional trauma, not yours. So we have to remember that the things that are going on externally, really, especially within another person, of course, has nothing whatsoever to do with us. And when we're carrying trauma, and we heard that three-letter word again, the ego, takes everything personally and feels that everything that has happened in the world is all about you. So I had to learn that. And accept, you know, even if I had this expectation that this person was going to say this or that, maybe they didn't tell me I look nice today. Whatever it was, I mean, like, oh, they don't really like me. Well, it's not really about that. And we can't. Con- we we just have to learn to let go of that personal, you know, personalizing every single thing. That happens. But often, until we start really trying to grow, that is the way that we view life. It's a natural way to view life, but if you do take everything personally, then you're probably just getting your feelings hurt over and over again and having a really difficult time of it. Okay, enough said on taking everything personally. <laughs> but it's it's true. It's a pearl of wisdom. Okay. Oh, my gosh, I'm dropping a pearl. Okay. Ah, uh, this one was the hardest one for me personally to accept. And there's a lot in life that we would like to reject and not accept, especially if it's something within ourselves, right? So this is pearl number four that I learned. Much of the time, there is a flaw in our perception of what's going on. And it's okay. Sometimes, well, really, in reality, if we're honest with our, you know, and really seeing the truth of it, it can be hard to admit that we have perceived a situation incorrectly. And sometimes we'll even hold very vehemently to that incorrect view, don't we? I have to be right. You know, I have to hold on to this view. But what happens when we do, you know? We can usually shift to a more correct view of ourselves and others when we can just admit that our past can really affect how we see the world. It's really no big deal. I learned to experience my life from the view that I can accept that I change my perception all the time as I understand new information, new things about myself. So I can now accept that my perception is not like the ego wants everything to perceptually be fixed. It's meant to change over time and that I can be incorrect. So I gave my permission to have flaws, which if, we ta- if I talked a lot about my past, uh, perfectionism was this thing that I held on to for way, way, way too long uh, for many reasons. Okay, so And really, that day that I've talked about, if you listen to the show about what happened when the seraphim came and all of that, what I had to do in that moment of surrender to the seraphim angels was realizing that the experience I was having, that I did not perceive what had been going on correctly. And so why I said this is a huge one for me and very important is it literally led to my liberation that day when I could accept that I had an incorrect perception about my, my circumstance. All right. So let's see what pearl number five is. Ah, this is a good one. I'll say they're all good. You know me. I'm ex- I'm enthusiastic about wisdom. Truth here. <laughs> I know I'm being a little silly tonight. Okay, here's number five. We always have a choice. oh my gosh, when you don't realize you have a choice, life's kind of oh, I can't say any other way, it just sucks, right? We're stuck, you know, we can't move forward. you know, when my life was very stressful back in the day, I felt like I never had a choice. How often do you go through every your day going, "I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta do this, gotta do that when we have choice points all day long? for example, in life we can feel pressure from a job, someone we love or another source, you know, and I found out later that while I cannot control my emotional reactions to things, necessarily maybe what's triggered, you know, uh how you know, I can't control probably overbooking myself, which is typically what can kinda happen when we get going too busy and we don't slow down. But I realized eventually I Always have a choice about how I move forward from that moment. Okay? Can't pick and choose my experiences. Can't always control what the body does, whether I'm crying, upset, you know, all these things that are a part of the your emotional expression. But you only think you're stuck or don't have a choice when you are looking at yourself as a victim. So remember that. Remember that when you get into these difficult situations always have a choice. Things aren't working for you. You have a choice. There is a way to make that change. So, very important pearl. All right. Pearl number 6. Oh, here's another one. Very big one for me. I just like to tell all about myself, <laughs> tell on myself at this show, but you know me. I'm transparent. This is turned out to be a big pearl. Fear is not a failure. How often do you reject when you get afraid? You don't even want to look at it. You don't even know you're afraid. You know, there was a time that I thought fear was wrong and that I had failed somehow for being afraid. So I can tell you it's never helpful to not to deny your fear. And overcoming fear doesn't necessarily happen instantly or automatically, but I believe it is the result of deliberate intention and conscious action toward doing things sometimes that we can acknowledge are out of our comfort zone as a result of overcoming your fears you you grow as a person and expand the possibilities that surround your life true story i had one of my greatest teachers on the on my journey look at me and he said and this was after i had figured out that you know fear is not a failure to a certain degree maybe not all of it back then he says CJ, you are the only person I know that will say I am scared half to death, but choose to leap anyway. And I was, I I was, I had to think about that for a minute. And it's because I can admit I'm afraid, so I do that one. Um, But fear is not a failure. We will experience fear. We're doing something new. We're going to be challenged on that fear. But if you can simply say and admit I'm afraid. Try it. You will be so liberated in that moment that even though you're afraid, you'll be able to take an action. But you got to admit it and realize that fear is just another emotion in that spectrum. It's not a failure. Fear is something we're going to encounter from time to time. And that's okay. All right, next one. Ah, pearls are going everywhere, sweet. Okay, here we go. Number seven. This one actually came up when I was talking to my best friend today. You cannot make a change, truly, especially a lasting change, without accepting wherever you are right now. Acceptance has has truly been a central theme of the angels in my life. It's like, accept yourself, accept life, accept every moment as it arises. And I'm like, okay, in the beginning... You know, because I learned that I often rejected myself, my experiences, and so on all the time. But I had no idea that I was doing that. But when we don't accept where we are, then I believe and I've learned that there's something we're still in denial of. And it's pretty hard to make a positive change without all the information we need, if you think about it. So acceptance is a big part of the journey, guys. You know, you have to, you don't have to like it. Okay, so I I was talking to somebody, I'm like, you don't have to like it, but you do have to accept it. This is just where I'm at right now. And if we're not looking at the world from this very fixed state, then it's not as big a deal that we may be in this place that we didn't want to be. Whether you're wanting to make a change of what you do for a living, make changes in those relationships if they're unbalanced, lose weight, get healthy, all these things. You have to accept where you're at at that moment in time. So thank you, best friend, for bringing that one to light to put in the pearl bag tonight. All right. So many pearls. Oh, this is going to be a funny, funny one. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, anger is not necessarily the enemy. Now, I have a funny story about this pearl, but I want to I kind of tell you what my life was like when I was a, a child. Nobody ever got angry. Um, We called, uh, you know, I eventually got a little help with this one, (laughs) Um, self-help, you know, uh, for the little Bugs Bunny in me that came out whenever I was uncomfortable. So we used humor to deflect a lot in my life. And so anger to me was the most undesirable emotional state in myself or others that I could possibly imagine. So when the angels showed up in my bedroom that faithful day that I talk about often, I was supercharged by the spirit in me. You know, So I felt I should always take the high road and become love all the time. It sounds great, doesn't it? I sincerely thought this was the correct view. And it made sense to me at the time because our divine nature is ultimately unconditional, right? Because I could not see what I needed to, the angels thought they'd teach me a small lesson one day. So I was sitting in my living room and I heard, you know, CJ, we just wanted to tell you that you make the most amazing angel we've ever seen. Of course, I was feeling pretty good about myself at that point. So I said thank you to them for the nice compliment. But I was really not prepared for the comment that followed from them, which was, but you make a pretty lousy human being. To which I was immediately offended and went what do you mean i'm a lousy human being i do everything god tells me to do you guys show up i do everything you tell me to do you know i and i'm going off now just so you know i'd never gotten this angry in my entire allowed myself to get angry in my entire life like i did that day and i'm even storming around the house and my husband's looking at me like i'm a crazy woman and he's like, "What's going on?" And I'm like, "Nothing. Mm. You know, I'm all upset." And then when I finally calmed down, took a deep breath, stopped storming around the house, talking about how ungrateful the angels were that day to me, and they said, "Well, you know, CJ, that wasn't so hard, was it?" And I went, "Oh, you guys are tricky. They they deliberately made me angry to show me that there's really nothing to fear." about anger and sometimes anger can be our, our friend it can point to things that um, need, need us to be mindful of to look at but we walked on eggshells all, all through childhood and incidentally it took me probably about well get ready to uh, celebrate my 16th wedding anniversary on Valentine's Day I think it took 10 years of that marriage before I could express anger that wasn't delayed by about three days. So however long you've got to work on that one, guys, my heart goes out to you because anger was hard because what I was doing was rejecting, uh, before I move on to the next part, I was rejecting part of my human nature, right? If we reject and only gravitate toward positive emotions, then we're not being authentic. I didn't get that. I just wanted to rise above anger. Anger was not useful. Um, You know, just having those kinds of feelings. Now, do I get angry all the time now? No, pretty much. You know, I have worked on a lot of these other pearls, so I don't get angry much. It doesn't come out where I feel that kind of an intensity. But when it does, it lasts very, you know, very brief and, and can be transmuted. So anger is not the enemy. All right. Next pearl. Number nine, separation is one of the most damaging illusions but is inherent to the human condition. You know, this one I saw clearly about five years ago. Much of what can hurt our feelings, make us upset, cause emotional discord is because we feel alone or abandoned by other people. Our ego also sees us as separate and unique from all others and creates a sense of control in life to feel more secure. Yet we crave, don't we, more connection to others, more emotional intimacy and so on. Yet it really is our choices and actions that can unwittingly buy into this view of being isolated. In my work with Akashic Field Therapy, it revealed to me all of this sense of being disconnected from other people really comes from an original trauma that is created when we are born into the human world. Our true trauma that eventually gets externalized everywhere, everywhere the world outside ourselves, is that we are separated from Source. Yet I learned very well that even in our darkest hour, even when we're feeling the most vulnerable, all these things that can happen in this world, we are never, ever separated from Source. Despite what we may feel, we don't feel it, despite what our ego tells us, I promise you it is just not possible to be disconnected from where we originate from so it's a very harmful illusion but I walked every other trauma back to this core idea of being flawed and separate and so it's it's one of the the harsher illusions about this world I believe okay so next pearl what shall we pull next aha learn to forgive yourself Got to happen, guys. Earlier in my life, I looked—I looked at the train wreck of my life at that time, and and that's what fueled my self-judgments on a constant basis. We beat ourselves up; we're harder than anybody could possibly be on ourselves. And I could more easily forgive those that had hurt me than realize that the real person I needed to forgive for having, you know, weaknesses and not knowing everything—I guess was me. Whenever I started. To better, you know, to feel better about myself or my progress, my second thought would be something that I felt guilty for. Just immediately. I'd rob myself of happiness all the time because I could not let go of guilt. I was finally able to forgive myself when I realized and gave myself permission it's okay to make mistakes. I know who I am, you know. I'm not trying to mess everybody's life up or be the bad guy or anything, you know, and... We're meant to learn. And so I finally let myself off the hook. So I invite you all to learn to let yourselves off the hook, too. All right. Number 11. This one I put in, uh, especially since we're talking so much about the inflexibility of the ego. Number 11, control is overrated. Now, the angels are chuckling right now, right behind me, guys, because they know how much I like used to like to control everything. But I realize when we try to control too many things in our life, when we all get caught up in hanging on to the plan or how things are supposed to go, you know, it, 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 it just sets us up. You know, it's like a self-defeating thing. It sets us up for disappointment. So... I tried to let others make you know, the decision or even have the last word or drive in that fast lane if they're really in a hurry. you know. So I, I had to really practice letting go of concepts of my position in life being in competition with the rest of the world as if the world is your adversary. Again, that is an ego message that comes through at a subconscious level. So even though we all like to be in control, it really is overrated because... It, once you learn how to surrender, it's really fun. I can promise that. Okay. Number 12, be realistic with your goals and what can be accomplished. Man, you know, I remember how you see with this one. I was so gung-ho to change my issues that i make a huge list for myself and then wonder why I kept failing time and time again. And I didn't realize that I had a big issue from childhood with perfectionism. So I never made realistic goals at all. In fact, I often set goals that could never be attained. How, how Have you done that? I've, I did this all the time. I just set myself up for failure, and I was always reinforcing without even realizing that I wasn't good enough. So to me, realistic goal setting... Everybody around me hears me harp on that a lot. You know, let's do this first. Don't bite off more than you can chew. But we, we, we're we, so used to sort of self-punishing, obviously, that we can pile it on when not. A, no human could probably get all those things done in one day. So be realistic. All right. I hope everybody's having a good time with these tonight. I sure am. And I'm trying to spill pearls everywhere. My bad. All right. Number 13. Learn to recognize when you aren't in the now moment. The best way to do this that I know of in order to stay in the present moment as much as possible, and it's a way that um, she can't... Oh, excuse me. I was reading something else. Um, I'll back up a little bit. As much as possible so you can encounter each experience as it comes rather than giving in to anxiety about uncertainty. Uncertainty really is what knocks me out of the now moment the most. When I begin to worry about the next day or and so on or or maybe you find yourself dwelling on the past, you know, make a choice, let it go, bring yourself back to the present. I have so if you're worried about the, or are you worried about something that happened in the past or feeling guilty, or you're worried about what's going to happen tomorrow, you're not in tomorrow yet. So learn to stay right where you are in that moment. And I have practiced this one, guys, very diligently for almost two years now. And I can tell you that the more you practice this, the more and more you can remain and be fully present in the current moment. But it's just something that you learn over time to bring and steer the course of that. Okay. All right. Number 14. I like this one. Nobody likes change, but change is inevitable. You know, I had to understand that change in life is just a part of life, isn't it? That's probably the only thing we can count on is that things will change. And ever since I've been in Angel Boot Camp for 13 years, yeah, change just is the way it is, always changing. And I don't mean rationally understand this, because we can say, oh, yeah, change is inevitable. But we have to move ourselves, I believe, deeper toward acceptance of of change in our life in many forms. Nothing lasts forever. And I knew this one intellectually, but for many years my ego was so resistant to change until, as I've said many times, the angels all showed up in my bedroom. And I changed everything forever. In a good way. I'm not complaining whatsoever. I, I know I, I joke about angel boot camp. It's probably not for everybody, but it is a wild ride and I wouldn't change a thing. All right. Number 15 of the Pearls of Wisdom. Ah. Now, see, this is one that I included in the pearls. I'm always a self-challenger, but it is good to challenge yourself from time to time. Make a habit of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone once in a while. You know, and when I didn't, I learned to challenge myself probably because the angels kept... (laughs) angels kept pushing me into stuff all the time you know but they were just they are showing me how much we can really grow if we really just sort of push that that comfort zone out the things that we get you know day in day out we're always doing so we need to choose to try new things try new experiences if you're afraid of groups attend a seminar that you're interested in we know what we're afraid of guys so we know we got to challenge ourselves from, from time to time you never know what can happen Lots of possibilities out there when we don't just cling to the status quo. Okay. So, what's that song? Push it? (laughs) No, just kidding. Okay. All right. Another pearl here. We might get to these before I open up for my callers here. We've got a couple waiting in the queue. So I'll give a shout-out to Cheryl and Lisa who are patiently waiting for me here. All right, poll number 16. Listen to your inner wisdom. Whether you feel that you can hear the voice of your wisdom from day to day or not, you can. Everyone's intuition comes to them in a different way. A lot of times if we get out of the way, our inner wisdom kicks in. We know exactly what to do. But it's important to trust your instincts to guide you. And if you're trying to move a direction but your gut says no, Don't go that way. I know it sounds simple, but we have to learn to listen. I mean, we can consult, we can listen to shows, we can get readings, we can do all these things. But everything that I do when I work with people is to get them to recognize the form that their own wisdom is coming through so that they can listen to it. And then if your wisdom is directing you differently than maybe the collective wisdom or what people say you should do, You know, don't be afraid to steer your own course. And God knows that I have steered my own course in life here, too. All right. Pearl 17. This is a really uh, good one to talk about. Our expectations can be a setup for failure. If you look at your life guys and you look at how often you experience disappointment, if you do are disappointed a lot all the time, then it's your expectations are getting in the way. You're trying to pre plan every moment of your life or you know, but if you ask yourself, do I really have control over other people in my life? And we may rationally say no to this question. Yeah, we are faced with disappointment a lot. If we're fully present in the moment and open to whatever possibilities arise, we're going with the flow. I guess going with the flow should have been in the pearls, too. Gosh, so many of them. Then, you know, we won't even set an expectation. But again, you know, our ego can play a role here. We assume that things will go a certain way, or we expect them to go this way, or we plan, and as I said, the angels laughed at planning on me for the last two years. I finally gave up pre-planning a whole lot. I do plan to be on this show, things like that, but I don't map out every single moment of my day because it's a control issue and it's a hard one to release because often what we don't realize too is an aspect of this when we have expectations of others is we have an expectation that they're going to meet this need in us or that they're going to validate us or they're going to appreciate us in a a particular way by saying thank you, maybe, or whatever those expectations are. We all have them. But I I realized in my marriage, even with my husband, telling myself again, when we first got married, I had been through three terrible marriages. And I had these very unrealistic expectations of him. And also, because of those expectations... He couldn't get a fair shake for the first two years of our marriage. And then I finally realized I wasn't even... I was just setting him up to fail me every single time. I was doing that. I can admit it now, but it was shocking. I was like, oh, so this marriage is going to fail because you're just knocking his knees right out from underneath him, CJ, because I secretly was a little angry with then. I understand it now. But he wasn't those other men, was he? He did not He didn't deserve for me to subvert him that way but i didn't intentionally do that but that's what the past was doing to me at the time so we have to look at our expectations and be much more fluid about those or maybe just embrace the moment and whatever will be will be what's up all right number 18 Well, this one is my last pearl, believe it or not. I mean, I've got a few more around here, but um, probably the last one that I will share. But it is a very, very important pearl. Stop your assumptions about others. Stop your assumption about others. This one is also called stop thinking for other people. Now, you might be chuckling, but whether we realize it or not, we're always evaluating the actions of other people. We may think they aren't happy with us, or judging us based on something they that uh, some behavior they had, or judging something we said, and how often do we think someone feels this way or that way, only to find out that we were sadly mistaken? Our egos just love to fill in the blanks this means this this means that ego wants everything defined for us, but life's not that way, you know we don't have any. We don't have any control over that. But, boy, we want to know and we want to be in control, so we fill in the blanks. And a lot of times, in what is that, mixing ass out of you and me or whatever, so, you know, assumption, assume, right? An example of this would be, let's just say that you you saw your friend today. They look real stressed out or maybe they had a funny look on their face or, you know, just, they just didn't look quite right. They didn't say anything was bothering them. So you have a short discussion with them about a couple things and then, uh well, maybe you guys part ways. Once you're on your own, though, you start to think about the friend's face, how they looked, how they were acting. Hmm. And so maybe you make up a story that goes something like this. Well, she, didn't, well, she probably didn't like what I said. <sighs> now she's mad at me. I bet she doesn't really want me around anymore. Yeah, that's it. She's tired of me, and I'm just bothering her. She was mad. And we all do this. But this type of assumption or making up stories in your head, again, really comes from that space of ego and control. Because you really think about it. You can't think for anybody but yourself. You can't not simply know all of what is going on inside another person's head or you couldn't know what happened in the moments before you saw them and so on. So this is like taking things personally first and then just taking it way to another dysfunctional level where you just start making up stories. You're already so far ahead of the game by the time you grade this story. But we we all have a tendency to do that. So it's important in life to not assume. You might think you know, but you need to, you can ask. Or... Don't assume that that's what all of that meant. Remember, we have to be able to, and what was one of my most pivotal moments was letting myself have an incorrect view of a situation. So if you fill in all the blanks, then, well, that was an incorrect view, right? And it's you always based on our past, isn't it? What we've experienced with others must then be true here, right? So we sort of average our experience rather than taking what's going on at that moment for what it is and so that's a very important pearl man so many so many that have been shared with me along the way and i'm so grateful to have the show and be able to share some of them you know with each of you we might get to a couple more here but i'm going to go ahead and uh, honor these two that have been waiting for me for a reading and i'd like to welcome cheryl to the angel connection hi cj Hi, Cheryl. Hi. I'm doing great. I'm having fun with all my pearls tonight. Yes, we're <laughs> hear. What can I do for you?
0: Well, um, I've came out of my comfort zone and really feel like I've made the right decisions. And it's been almost a month since I've kind of turned my life around to a different direction. Uh huh. And now it's like. Is set in? Am I making gotcha. the right decision? Am I where I'm supposed to be, or should I turn it back around and go back where I came from? And I'm just kind of looking for maybe a little direction.
1: Well, Cheryl, first of all, you know, you calling is a great testament to you know you standing, like you said, getting out of your comfort zone. And I know, and I can see without you telling me that you brought your life more in alignment with what you need, right? Right. Okay. Some people don't like that, do they? No. All right. Okay. This is. I'm so grateful that you called in tonight because I want to affirm the path that you're on. People, you know, will often, you know, they don't want us to change either. Like if you've been listening to the show, you know, the other side of that, they don't like change. Nobody right. does. And so you very courageously saw, you know, everything way out of balance in your life, that you deserve something more, that you deserve to have some happiness for yourself. And so, you know, don't let allow anyone, first of all, to, to they'll try. They want you to change back. People typically, when you change a dynamic with somebody, they're going to try real hard and get, some people can get pretty nasty about it. But remember, that's not about you, is it? That's their uncomfortableness with the new you, the one that isn't holding everybody up, but you get buried in the process. And so you have Archangel Michael with you, which is a very strong, strong, powerful energy, I think, which prompted you to actually start moving forward and doing the things that you need to do. So angels will always tell me, don't look back, always move forward. And this is definitely the case for the changes that you've made. And it's not your fault if this makes people uncomfortable, and it's hard for you to do that, and so for everybody listening, you know, when we make these very directed, conscious changes in our life, you like you said, it's been going on for about a month, you held strong, you know, and and all of those things, it's very common to be where you're at, where you are now, did I make the right choice, did I do this, because some part of your ego doesn't like that things are changing, too, so... What you just have to remember is that, you know, you're not going to be on cloud nine every single moment about these choices. They present challenges, get you out of your comfort zone, especially in these relationships in your life. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But you are absolutely doing the right thing
0: because you can't
1: be who you are. You're a very intuitive person. I know that you can often know the needs of others before they even need them. Right. You know what they need, don't you? so it's very easy very easy to think oh i'm in service i'm you know and and to only look at it in that one dimension but you're meant to thrive and i will tell you that you will be an even more compassionate person realigning and that's what 2013 is about it really is for many people and so you're right in kicking with these energies that the angels are talking about that are pushing us to reset a little, right? You know, <laughs> and and to to move in a space where we're coming, you know, from what we we need what makes us happy and allowing our divine nature to flow from there rather than giving it all away.
0: Right. Well, um the main the main thing is um now is going forward and knowing how to support myself. <laughs> Uh-huh. As I am on my own now <laughs> and, okay. um, and I don't quite know the direction I'm supposed to go there um, I just woke up one day And it was like after listening to your show when the, About the man that got real sick And yeah. how he had, had to overcome the sickness Well at the same time I was going through the exact same thing he was going through My kidneys wow. had gone bad I had chest, you know, real bad um, sickness in my chest. Um, and I had real bad sinus infections where my face was swollen. I mean, I was just sick, real sick when I was listening to that show. And that's really basically what made me, um, say, take another look.
1: Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it, really, it really touched I'm gonna, me. I'm, well, you're touching me here because that's what this show is all about, my dear. And... You know, sometimes when we make these big, big decisions and we we move forward and and create a different life like you are, um, often we want those answers. We got to we want to know the direction we're supposed to go. Right. What the angels say about this is to trust and have faith that when it's time to to see it clearly, you will be patient with yourself because okay. we can we can get a little ahead of ourselves. I, I probably should have put that in the pearls tonight so <laughs> that I can often get a little ahead of myself, and they have to kind of rein me back. Calm down, CJ, you know, because part of you is just going nuts because you've done this, you know, in a good way, you know. But, you know, just be patient with yourself, you know. Keep doing those things for self-care. And I'm just, I'm very, very grateful you called and shared a little bit of your journey. You don't know how many people out there that are on that edge of wanting to make steps toward what you have. And so I know you'll be an inspiration to them. But the way that you're aligned right now, you can have faith and know that, you know, your needs will be met. Sometimes we have to flexibly look at that.
0: Right. But, but you are
1: definitely supported for the journey that you're on. And I, I have gratitude for you and, and for your courage and your strength. It's not easy to do what you've done at all.
0: No, no. Um, and that,
1: that leads me into one of my other, it was like uh, one of my other pearls was give yourself some credit. So there you go. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Take care, sweetheart. All right. Bye. Wow, wow, I'm just blown away by Cheryl. Thanks for calling in, Cheryl, and, and sharing with us how much, you know, listening to another's journey. You know, sometimes we just feel alone, don't we? And I know Lisa very well, so I, I love you, Lisa, but I'm going to have to close the show. So, But you got my number. You can call me, so you know I love you. And uh, Jean out there in New Mexico, having listeners of the show, I love you so much. But, you know, having her share that, thats that's what our connection, not only to others, to the angels, that's what that's all about through the telling of our stories. You know, when we don't speak up, when we don't share, we do... This is something I learned. Another one. Another pearl. When we don't share who we are, when we don't speak up about our journey, maybe maybe we're afraid to do that. You know, we can deny other people the possibilities of liberation, of making those changes that they've been too afraid to. So we have to work together on this journey to To be able to do that, to be able to share who we are. And I know Cheryl's going to, you know, we never get guaranteed that life's going to be easy all the time. So it might be a little difficult journey for her, but she is going to make it where she needs to be. So, wow, I'm glad I moved to an hour because, you know... It goes by quick. It's at an hour. I can't imagine now a half-hour show. So, Well, that's all the time we have this evening, guys. I love you all. That was wonderful. You've been listening to the Angel Connection Show with CJ Martis. Oh, man, time flies each week. Join me next week when I welcome a children's author for the first time who wrote a book called The Day an Angel Ran Into My Room. Until next time, dear friends, remember to be angelic to yourselves so that you can become an angel to others. Take care. Have a great week. Let go and see what happens. Good night.